Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. It's Loud and Local here on The Rock, and right now I'm talking with a band called Mold Mom. Hello. Hey. Uh, we, it's, it's kind of funny because we're like, you know conversational normal tone and then i turn the mic on and and, and, and now i'm like all official right so i love it yeah. yes. i love hearing everyone's radio voice, radio radio voice. activated it's beautiful yeah it's absolutely like a superpower. so uh introduce yourself and tell us what you do in mold mom me first i'm kennedy uh i am the bassist in mold mom yeah my name's Sophia. I play the guitar and I sing. Kennedy also sings. I do. I forgot awesome. about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And we're missing one member. Yeah. Our drummer, ZM, uh, could not make it, unfortunately. So uh, I saw recently you guys played with a show with Emil and the Sniffers. Yes. Is it Emil and the Sniffers? It's Amel and Amel. the Sniffers. I love the, I love the band. I just, is that a great show? <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, it was just super... Um, like thrilling to be a part of a production that was that big because yeah. like, we haven't played a show that scale yet sure. and like we had a team of like 11 people helping us that were all our friends and it was just like super cool getting Hell to yeah. organize that and then just like playing to like such a big crowd sure. was like amazing yeah. yeah i'm pretty sure i blocked out the entire time no, we were on stage i was kind of terrified but it was so much fun That's it awesome. was yeah i remember yeah. uh we like got some of our friends to film it and like they we just released a video cool. um, on our youtube channel uh of like a live song yeah and right before i just said we are here yes <laughs> and it was really funny i was just like yeah i said that in front of a thousand people okay we are here. i like it <laughs> You guys recently also played a show at a new venue my friend Anjali works at. It is down uh, in the Central District called the Cherry Pit. Cherry Pit. Yes. Shout out to the Cherry, Cherry Pit. Pit. Such a um, great venue. With so many venues, you know, having to, you know, shutter and, and close. Um, the There's a venue up in the U District. I just did an entire episode of Loud and Local focused on uh, the Kraken. They just closed, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But there is that. good news. There's a new venue, the Cherry Pit. What was your experience like at the Cherry Pit? Um, I, I love the Cherry Pit. When I first saw that it opened, it was just was probably in August of last year. Mm -hmm. I like didn't think it was real at first because like, I was oh like, God. how can such a cool DIY venue exist in Seattle because it's really, really expensive yep. here. Yeah. And I, like you said, so many venues have closed down. Mm -hmm. um, and then I ended up just going to a show because we actually live pretty close mm -hmm. to Cherry Pit. We awesome. live in like First Hill area, so it was like a 20 minute walk away from our place. You both live together. Yeah, yeah we live together. Right. That's awesome. Mates. Cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, once when I went to the first show, I was just like blown away because it was just an empty convenience store, and yeah. they had yep. you know the 
the glass still there from the refrigerators. Yep. They still do. You can um, go behind the glass. It's super fun. <laughs> it's like a little green room area. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love going to DIY shows. I feel like those are where I have the most fun. Yes. Uh, so I went to a few shows there before we played mm-hmm. um, and had the best time. And then playing there was like a whole nother thing. That's I, awesome. We were just talking about this with our drummer the other day. Uh, saying that we've never seen a show there where it's like dead. Like there's always people. There's always a community of people there. And I just think that that's so cool that that can still like be curated in Seattle. Absolutely. Totally. And like we played with Velvet Q, Coalition Death Cult, and they're some of our favorite local bands. So like it was just so great to play with like a lot of our friends and a lot of our friends came to the show and it was just like a night and it was over by like 9 45 oh, so we ended best. 15 minutes early <laughs> yeah because nice i love that because it was just like when you book your own shows you get to have like so much more control over like yeah. who plays and like when the set times are and it was just like so great um and our friend rabbit did an aerial performance there um they're in the band velvet q and they like, did an aerial performance yeah they like had like a whole board like on the rafters what? um and they did like a little synthesizer thing and it was just like super cool to see all like different just like weird bands playing what an artistic experience cool yeah, yeah. rabbit is awesome uh velvet q rocks too we played a show with them under the first avenue bridge during the summer yes Yes. Uh, and I was like around when I first met them and they were like rigging it on like a ladder on top of their bus to the underside of the bridge so that they could do aerial from it. And I was like, what the hell is going, <laughs> what on? Is going on here? I was like, please don't fall. <laughs> but uh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, okay, right on. The, uh, so both of you guys are kind of, you know, very tapped into the music scene. Uh, y- why don't you tell what your day jobs are? Yeah, um, I work at the Sub Pop retail stores. Cool. Um, at the airport? Yeah, at the airport. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm always curious about airport uh, employees. Yeah. Do you have to go through like a ton every single day? Every you have day, to go through. I have to go through like the employee security checkpoint. Wow. Thing. Okay. So it takes like just so long to get to work because uh, I go from the light rail and then mm-hmm. to the airport. It's like a 10 minute walk and then through security, it's like yeah. maybe like another 10 minutes so it's a pretty brutal commute (laughs) so if you see someone wearing a sub pop hat maybe you sold it to him maybe i did i actually gave wet leg uh some sub pop shirts okay sub pop just posted pictures of wet leg in the shirts and i was like that's me i did that that. (laughs) thanks thanks boss (laughs) that's awesome and kennedy uh i work at kxp i do various things but uh the main things i do there is i am a dj yeah Uh, i'm a fill-in dj right now but i usually fill in for the local show audio oasis we got some local love here on every saturday night from six to nine PM and Eva Walker, who is amazing, mm-hmm. is uh, the current host of that show, and she is also super cool. And then uh, currently, I just got a job filling in as Cheryl Waters' producer for the Midday Show. That's great, which has also been awesome because Cheryl Waters is like a legend in yeah. Seattle. Obviously, I had Eva up here, and, and we were talking about, and she was like, "Am I allowed to mention what I do?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, we ain't radio station gangbang in here. We ain't, you know what I mean? Like." We're yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, th- that's what my job here is to do is to highlight the local scene and and both what you do is very vital to, you know, this local ecosystem that we do here focusing on, you know, bringing up young bands and whatnot. And so you guys are both plugged into that, which is a beautiful thing. So um, let's go back uh, a few years or you know, how long 
has your band been around? What's the uh, DIY or the the origin story rather? We're pretty new. We cool. are pretty new. Um, we first started playing under Mold Mom in November of 2022, right? Sounds right. Yeah, but uh, we've been playing as Sofiac since like April, um, which was my solo-ish project. Yeah. Um, and I was making music under that name That's um, awesome. since like 2020. And then I was like, I want it to be a band. And then I was like, wait, it's really confusing. Let's just do a separate band. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like two projects now. Like I am. Okay, Sophiac. so Sofiac is still a thing. Yeah, it's just me. Just you. Okay. And then Mold Mom is like the band all together. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we're a pretty recent band, but we've kind of had the idea to do Mold Mom for maybe about like a year. Yeah. You think now. there'll ever be a collaboration EP like Sofiac and the Mold Mom Ooh. Experience? Probably. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, I actually picked up bass for this band. Awesome. I've played guitar since I was like eight years old. Wow. Um, Do you come from a musical family? No. <laughs> okay. I don't. No one in my family plays music. I uh, did this really awesome camp growing up called Rain City Rock Camp. Yes, I'm um, very familiar. Rain City Rock Camp is amazing. I did it pretty much from the time I could. Who was your eight teacher? Years old. Uh, I had all different kinds of folks who taught me. I honestly can't even remember. Okay, everything. no worries, no worries. Don't, don't want to snag <laughs> I you. I love up. them all though. Keep um, going. But yeah, I I did Rain City Rock Camp every summer. Awesome. Uh, and then I I interned, and now I'm a volunteer because uh, I have to give back to my community that yeah. gave me so much, and to you know foster the next generation of uh, young people, and especially young women and gender nonconforming people who are getting into music. But mm. besides all that, I. I picked up bass uh, in April for Sophia's band because because uh, that's of... punk. Pick up because <laughs> that's punk. Say and I still say I'm not a very good bassist. You're a great bassist. <laughs> but what, uh, was I'm Sid fun. vicious? No, they basically turned his bass off. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Um, but he looked apart. <laughs> I found out that I had a carpal tunnel in my hands, oh, wow. which was like felt like a death sentence to mm-hmm. a guitarist and I was really sad about it for like two months straight and then uh, I Sophia needed a bassist and I was like okay I'll try <laughs> <laughs> I was like, more excited than that I was like I'll, I'll pick up the bass and it's been a lot easier on my hands and I've actually just like fallen in love with playing the bass there you go not to sound super corny or that's whatever. awesome <laughs> so good you play like a Rickenbacker like Lemmy oh you I don't play. even know what any of that means okay um, <laughs> Uh, the base, I don't even know the base brand that I have. I, the base I have, I traded with my brother for the bars on my Subaru. Nice. Um, that's punk rock right there. Okay, there you go. <laughs> nice. Very Seattle. Subaru. Right? That's awesome. Yeah, very gay too. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, okay, right on. So, relatively new band. Yeah. Uh, but your friendship, when, how long, how far back do you guys go? Um... I we met when I was sixteen and you were seventeen. Yeah, you make it sound like a big gap. It wasn't. We're like a few months we're apart six from months each other. Apart. Yeah. So much older. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah we met uh, actually through KEXP. Mm-hmm. We were both a part of uh, the 90.10 program, which is the youth DJ program at KEXP. We were a part of the second cohort. Yeah, we were of DJs and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We didn't. We weren't like instant friends. We kind of knew each other through Instagram. Yeah, because like were you guys beefing? Um, not yeah. really. We just <laughs> didn't really know each other. And then I feel like we kind of like hung out more through ninety point teen, and then just like started becoming friends. And then um, 
when the pandemic hit, we were like, oh, we both want to move out of our parents' house. Let's yeah. move out together. So we became roommates. Cool. Yep. And we've been living together ever since 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We lived together in the smallest apartment so imaginable small. in okay. the district. That was Oof. the first apartment we moved out into. It was a glorified hallway. Yeah. Wow. Was. was there a kitchen? There, there was. was a kitchen. Okay. There was. Nice. Did it have a weird sink and a, a refrigerator that leaked all the time? Yeah. Yeah. But it was a kitchen. That's yeah, was there a in our apartment? Mold mom. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's where it was born. I think it was. I think it was from the black mold in our balcony. <laughs> there was, So back in, uh, was like 2010 till 2015, I lived in an apartment on Capitol Hill, and it was right behind Julia's the drag bar. Oh, uh, yeah. It was awesome. Little apartment, and I mean little. It was not supposed to be an apartment, but it was. And we had the smallest dinky little uh, closet kitchen but it was a two-bedroom for nine hundred dollars so that's why we oh were able God. the carpets were rank but you know but was, for nine hundred dollars yeah exactly you you get. exactly exactly <laughs> um right on so uh you know is this new spot do you guys practice there um uh, we practice at liam's yeah, yeah, we practice in their basement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sick. Liam is a longtime musician. I'll speak they for are. them since they are not here. Uh, I call them Zium by accident. Sorry. Oh, about that. I, they I, go by both names. Okay. They're, okay. They're a Liam character. Zium. We, we huh. try and make things as confusing as possible for everyone. Okay. Yeah, we do. In situation. <laughs> um, but yeah, Liam is a longtime musician in Seattle. Uh, played originally. I think their first band was with Natalie Portman's Shaved Head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, who now are Bright Futures and uh, Liam plays in like what five other bands yeah there's uh the fabulous downey brothers miss cummings so pitted um, i'm very familiar with so pitted yeah couple more there's probably a couple more. yeah we have an wow. uh, ongoing joke that seattle has four drummers and yep. we all share them yep. yeah yep. Yep. and liam is one of those four drummers <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's liam awesome. also works at uh the sub pop retail store so that's how we initially met okay um so we co-workers small world small world (laughs) totally totally small um awesome well okay so let's jump into the question i i I kind of already you know asked off the air favorite northwest band of all time or and bands it could be you know or a hip-hop artist it could be a you know singer jazz musician favorite northwest musicians of all time well, I don't know if I can speak for all time, but right now I've really been loving Black Ends. Yeah, I think that incredible they, band. Shout like, out to their Nicole. music yeah. is so good and just like so unique. And I'm excited to see where the future takes them. And they're going on a tour to Europe. Europe. Yeah, That's where the- totally. So I'm just like very excited to see what they're doing. Gunk pop. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Um, well, I could just rattle off like 700 there bands because I the Pacific Northwest music scene is literally my special interest. Yeah, probably. God, of all time, that that's a hard one. Like, don't get me started. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, I love Heat Miser. I am a yeah. big Elliott Smith fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love Heat Miser. I also uh, am a huge fan of Quasi. Um, mm-hmm. They are amazing. I just feel like I don't know. There just like isn't a band that I can compare Quasi to, and I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, geez, the Fastbacks, I love the yeah. Fastbacks. Student Nurse is also super yeah. awesome. That's an old band that was in Seattle around the eighties. Uh, more, I'm stoked that Viz Queen's back. Me too. Yeah, I missed their show at the Vera Project. I didn't and I'm get to go so to that one either. Yeah. It, but mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll play some more shows. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I sure I heard that it was a great show. 
Uh, more current artists, I love Maita, who's based out of Portland. Cool. She's like an indie artist. Uh, she came out with a fantastic album last year. Uh, also a big fan of La Fonda, another indie artist from Seattle. Uh, gosh, I could just keep going and going, but All I'll, right. I'll stop myself there. <laughs> no worries. That's amazing. All right, right on. So um, how old were you when you first found, you know, Music. I'm sure you grew up with your parents playing stuff, but when when did music first kind of like touch your soul? And we'll start with whoever wants to jump mm-hmm. in first. Well, my parents didn't really show me any music growing okay. up, so I had to find all of it myself. They yeah. are immigrants from Ukraine, yeah. So I listened to a lot of like Russian and Ukrainian folk music growing wow. up. Any um, of it that still sticks? It does. There's this folk song, Katyusha, which we did a cover of for uh, my Sofiak album. Cool. And I really loved that song. I feel like um, the music that first like touched my soul, I was really into the Pixies when I was like 14. Wow. Um, You're cooler before, you were cool before anyone else, I found else, it right? on uh, 8tracks.com <laughs> uh, from it. Tumblr. Okay. And I was super, I was very on Tumblr, chronically online child, which like, was that good? No. But I found a lot of music that way. And I just really You probably found that. a lot of things you shouldn't have seen too yeah. that are now currently embedded yeah. from Rotten.com and yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but the Doolittle album is just like so good. And yeah. it came back on like my iTunes and I was like, whoa, Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I feel very lucky that I grew up with parents who uh, listened to a lot of music and a lot of great music. Um, My mom used to make me little mixtapes, little burnt CDs whenever she would leave on trips. Uh, So I grew up listening to all kinds of stuff, but probably the artist that I connected to the most that I remember from being like a little kid um, was Liz Fair. I loved Liz Fair. Her 2003 self-titled album was like what I listened to on repeat, which now as I'm older, (laughs) I've read about it and everyone like ripped it to shreds when it came out. It's so good. I'm like, it's poppy, but like I love pop music. Yeah. Um, So yeah, definitely Liz Fair. And I listened to a lot of La Tigre when I was like a really little kid. You you, you guys are so hip. (laughs) I was a little kid. I was listening to like you know, like my parents w- or my parents would list to like gospel or something. And then I would put on like, you know, Cube 93. So I was like this little white kid that put up my clothes backwards because crisscross were like doing the backwards clothes thing. So I was like, <laughs> but then, you know, getting into like No Doubt and stuff. But uh, I saw Liz Fair play at oh, yeah? um, Paramount with Whoa. it was an acoustic show. It was Billy Corgan doing All Smashing Pumpkins acoustic oh, and Liz yeah. Fair opened. It was really cool. That's really cool awesome. Treat. Yeah. I saw her back in, I don't know, quite a few years ago at Lollapalooza or Riot Fest in Chicago. Wow. Because um, I have some family that's over there, and I used to go travel to go to music festivals when I was in middle school. Um, but it was... I feel like I'm hanging was... with the cool kids. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling to go... I remember a friend of mine in high school, They they their parents flew them out to go to Lollapalooza. No, no, no. Woodstock 99 with Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Woodstock 99 and... and <laughs> Yeah. I still need to watch that documentary. It's, yeah, my friend was there. And it was oh, man. everything that it shouldn't have been. Yeah, I just read the uh, Carrie Brownstein's memoir. And at the very end, she talks about Woodstock. Yeah. 
I'm sure she had great things to say about it, right? Mm, not pretty so negative. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, I cut you off. My bad. Oh, no, it's all good. Um, oh, I was just talking about Liz Ferret and Riot Fest. She is amazing. Yeah. It wasn't a great show because I think she was playing more slower stuff. Sure. And uh, that's just, I just don't think it's ever good mu- not, uh, not on festival fest. music. No. I also saw Cat Power there, and it was terrible because there were just a bunch of drunk people that wanted to watch the next person who was going to be on stage, and we're talking over her. What, so what are your plans uh, for 2023? You want to play a bunch of local shows? You want to go on tour? You want to, you know, blow up and become famous and tour with Paramore? What do you want to do? Oh, I feel like fame kind of stresses me out. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're working on writing some new songs. Awesome. And hopefully we're going to record soon. Um, we, yeah, we're doing, like, the local circuit for a bit. Um, hopefully... We'll plan a tour, but that might be, I don't know, maybe a 2024 thing, maybe yeah. a 2023 thing. It's all up to the future. That's like very it. true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're just focusing on, uh, we've just been playing the same set for like a while, which has yeah. been awesome because we've been really able to like get our songs down. Totally. And, uh, experiment with being on stage because really we've only been playing together for less than a year. Yeah. Um, and we've gotten to do some really fun like antics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, because we, we want to give the people a show. We do. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that we're just focusing on writing, hopefully recording, and putting out some new music. Because uh, I think we should eventually have more than one song. On yeah, maybe two. maybe two. Maybe two. Three. three. Maybe that's pushing it. Yeah. I don't know. Three might be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's keep ourselves underground. <laughs> but, yeah, we've been doing, like, we did an experimental set back in January because our drummer was out of town, um, and that was super fun. Like improvisational kind of? Uh, synthesizer bass. Sweet. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just got, like, this super cool vocal pedal that has, like, a bunch of effects and, like, a looping yeah. function. And I go to school at UW, and I, like, made a synthesizer out of a bunch of, like, um, sensors and an Arduino and pure data. So, like, I got to use that. And then we kind of just, like, did a whole like big experimental ordeal um, and then played some of our songs with like backing tracks but we missed our drummer very much during We did. That. We're like, so, mm, we'll do another experimental thing but with our drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like at the end of our sets we end with um, an unreleased song called Rat Song and we kind of just like go crazy. Like I have a slide whistle, I go into the crowd. Yeah. I run around, um, we yell a lot, there's a lot of feedback, a lot of looping, so just like really pushing the boundaries. Rat song. Yeah. I should have mentioned, you guys are going to be playing something called Rat, Rat Fest. Yeah, we are. At the Real Art, incredible Mm -hmm. venue for a good cause. Like this venue Mm -hmm. is so awesome. Shout out to Tom over at Thunderdome Cafe. Uh, Great place, you can get a good sandwich, you can get a Um. beer if you're over over 21. You can watch some good music. The, uh, you know, this is going to date the interview, but uh, just before you, I had a band called Alex Vile in studio, and they're also going to be playing this. Uh, It's going to be March 25th at the Real Art down in South Tacoma. Uh, Rat Fest, and uh, a little bit before that, a week before that, playing w- at Rabbit Box. Now, tell me about Rabbit Box. It's this venue that's right under Pike Place Market. Uh, we wow. have not played there yet, but just like the fact that it's such a central location is absolutely super yeah. Um, I know that our friends Beautiful Freaks are playing it. They're awesome. Yes. Love Beautiful Freaks. I was Besties. just chatting with Meg prior to this. Um, but yeah, like I'm super excited to just like explore the venue yeah. and hopefully just make a lot of noise in Pike Place Market and have all the money be like, hmm, what is this? Yeah, I think that Rabbit Box, I 
think it's fairly new. It used to be the Can Can. So it's okay, like I'm old, very familiar with Can Can. Yeah, yeah, it used to be a burlesque bar, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. One of my coworkers um, played the. Um, what do you call that? The instrument is like a accordion. Accordion at the can. My dad can. plays the accordion. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's sick. So yeah, I, I've never been to the venue before to see it, and it's cool to play in like such a historic Seattle place too. I didn't even know the venue existed before yeah. we got yeah. asked yeah. to play it. And so, yeah. Weep Wave is great. They asked us, and um, Mitch from that band used to be the tech manager at Vera Project. Cool. Back when I was an audio engineer, so that's how we met. So you get to see him as a musician now. Yeah. There you go. Cool. I have a Weep Wave story that I'm not sure if I'm going to tell them, but I'll say it on the radio. I don't care. Let's go. I, <laughs> I so ominous. stole this Uh-oh. shirt. Okay. It's not as bad as it sounds. I stole some shirts from an old friend of mine's sister because she left a bunch of her stuff and she had some like old cool band t-shirts yeah. um, and I, I stole a one but I didn't know who Weep Wave was. I just thought it was like a streetwear brand. There you go. And so I had one I wore it and then I was like, um, and I got rid of it. Um, which I'm kind of mad about because it was a cool t-shirt. <laughs> it's not that scandalous. That was my whole story. It was, yeah, it's pretty PG. <laughs> um, my whole, I just didn't know that they were banned and then I, of course, started listening to like music. There you go. It was like, oh, That's I a made thing. the connection. Yeah. I was like, no way, they're a band. <laughs> the shirt company has a band. <laughs> I have a similar story. Back when I was in junior high, I, I kind of grew up going to thrift stores, and um, I was a thrift store kid before it was cool, right? So I would go to thrift stores because we were poor, and so I would just get all my clothes there, and I, I got a T-shirt that said Sick of It All on it, and there's a hardcore band called Sick of It All from New York City. I love that band, but I just thought it was like a clever shirt that just said Sick of It All, right? <laughs> and so I bought the T-shirt, and in junior high, uh, this kid comes up to me, and he's like, nice shirt. That band is sick. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I I went to Hot Topic and I bought, like, a $3, like, compilation CD because it had Sick of It All on it. And that's what got me into hardcore music was was awkwardly wearing a T-shirt of a band and being a total poser. I love love being being a poser. We're all posers in our way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. There's an X-ray spec song called "I'm a Poser." It's true. There's freedom. We're all posers to someone else, right? So it's all good. Very true. Yeah. Okay, so uh, first album you ever purchased? Whew. Mine was Mellow Yellow from Donovan. I got such it an old at, soul. Yeah, I got it at like a bargain bin in uh, my in a West Seattle. Um, and at Easy Street. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. I put that. Okay. I, um, yeah, but I got uh, like a three for ten deal there. Yeah. And got my record. And uh, I convinced my parents to buy me a record player from Costco, and it was, like, Mustang-themed. Yeah. Um, and I remember putting on my record, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Like, I love vinyl. And ever since then, I've just been, like, super into records. There super you go. You vinyl. get a discount at work? Um, yeah. Nice. I, <laughs> I just saw my friend Alex post that her record, Cumulus, uh, is, is available at it your is. store. It so, is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Went to college with her. Shout out to Alex. She's awesome. Did college radio with her up at Cugs. That's awesome. Yeah. Kennedy, how about you? First album. Okay. Well, I wish I could remember the first, like, vinyl record that Mm -hmm. I bought. It... I should be able to remember it because it wasn't that long ago. It probably was like three years ago, um, but I don't. But I do remember the first CD that I got, which the I compact like, discs. They're coming back. It, it, 
qualifies. And I love CDs. I still have like Me a big too. CD collection. Absolutely. Because... I have like seven humongous binders alphabetical. I grew Whoa. up with them. I love them. Yeah. But the first one, I, I was obsessed with Dreamgirls. Uh, when mm-hmm. I was Shout a kid. out to Beyonce. And yeah. I remember buying, I don't even know where I was, probably at like a grocery store, honestly, when you could still buy CDs at grocery stores. So I was probably like six, seven years old, my pocket change, and I bought the Dream Girl soundtrack, and I still have that CD. Awesome. Yeah. Right on. So good. I could probably still sing all the songs. Let's go. <laughs> I need the song. All with right, the we'll get of the beat. You know, karaoke <laughs> version. <laughs> but I think I think I made you watch that movie with me. It was really good. I love. It's Beyonce. a great movie. It has Beyonce in it. Yeah. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's a DJ in New York City, Funkmaster Flex, who sometimes when he has hip-hop artists come in, he'll put a beat on and make them, you know, they'll do, they'll have to freestyle, so... On the dream girls, and you're just gonna have to freestyle. Oh, try I would to remember. Fail miserably. You know? oh, <laughs> well, I don't know how well that will go. <laughs> and we'll film it and put it on TikTok, and we'll be cool with the kids. Yeah, just and we'll like go viral. Twins. <laughs> Hanging out. Yeah. Hello, kids. Uh, anyway, so again, they're gonna be playing the Rabbit Box with Weep Wave on the 18th, which we're talking about. And then the week after, if you want in the South End, you can go see them at the Real Art Rat Fest with a bunch of different bands like Alex Vile and also Weep Wave, right? Yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, so anyone you want to shout out or thank or anything while you have this platform? Um, I'd like to thank Frankie and Alex at the Vera Project for recording, mixing, and mastering <laughs> uh, both the Sofiac album and the Mold Mom single. They're great. I love them. Awesome. I love the Vera Project. Um, yeah. Shout out to our drummer, Shout Zium, out to who Zium. Uh, is not here tonight, but we love them dearly. We do and love them. They are such a good drummer. They're so talented. <laughs> they are. They and they are. do it all. They're very silly. Very too. quirky. Um, uh, I don't know. Well, shout out to our community, to all of our friends. Yeah. We have such a great music community here in Seattle. And I feel like it's finally kind of rebounding, I guess, yes, since yes. the pandemic, especially the like youth scene. Because how I saw like the Seattle scene, because uh, I was still in high school pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. What high school? Um, I, <laughs> I went to the Center School. <laughs> Not familiar. Uh, it's a very small arts school in, cool. in the Seattle Center on the okay. third and fourth oh, wow. floor. Okay. Um, but I really did running start, so I was just in community awesome. college. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like Seattle had a boom of like Chastity Belt and Taco Cat in like the mid 2010s. Yeah. And then it kind of just like teetered off a little bit and then boom, pandemic. pandemic. Back. Yep. Yep. And now everything started to come back. And mm-hmm. I just feel like there are so many new bands and just yeah. more and more I see people coming out with new music, collaborating with their mm-hmm. friends, creating new projects. And I. 
thing in the world. And uh, yeah, for the most part, I've just the Seattle scene is so yeah. supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just like a lot of really amazing people doing a lot of really, really cool things. And a lot of people in positions of power who are like helping them. And yeah, I don't know. I just I really appreciate it here. And it sucks that it's really expensive. Yeah. But yeah. I still tell all my friends who don't live in Seattle to come here because I, I just think it's great. And Seattle just curates. I don't know, it's, even though the music scene changes, it's just very, uh, it's very Seattle. It's some, very great, some great bands yeah. from Tacoma, Everett, you know, oh, those yeah. areas too, mm-hmm. you know? So it's all, all over, areas. all yeah, over the Northwest. So. Yeah, I also want to give, give a shout out to Eva Walker. Oh my God, yeah. Love I her. love Eva. Um, and Tess, who does our hair and makeup for some of our shows. Wow. Tess is amazing. Yeah, yeah I saw some of the makeup from the last show. And mm. it was very like goth black metal. It was epic, <laughs> freaking Thank awesome. Yeah. What was the inspiration? Um, clowns. Okay. I, whoop clowns. whoop. I yeah. love eighties goth yeah. makeup. Like okay. Susie get along and the with Banshees. My girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's like I don't know. I just love it, and I've been inspired a lot by like seven like the kind of imperfection of their makeup yes um and just i don't know kind of a mess and i feel like it's so fun to just like play in the mess because there's no real rules totally you can do whatever the hell you want to do totally yeah. i guess back in the day they used to uh the punks would just like uh have like a sign that says like pay a dollar for a picture with a punk <laughs> <laughs> just to like get some money instead of like begging for change you know so uh, yeah, pretty cool so uh right on that's awesome. I'm stoked to have you all up here. Um, shout out to your drummer. Yeah. Yes. And uh, again, the show's 25th at Rat Fest uh, down in Tacoma. Rat. And uh, what's the best way to follow y'all? Uh, we have an Instagram. It's called Mold Mom Band. Uh, we also are on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. What um, are the other ones? Deezer. Um, yeah, we have a <laughs> There's website. so many. Uh, it's wh- called, what's the one that Beyonce and Jay-Z own? Uh, Tidal. Tidal? Yep. Yeah. Tidal? Are on Tidal? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> okay. right. um, we have a website called Riot Girl Records because um, we have like a... Wait, let's talk about this. You have oh, a record oh, label. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, so it originally started out as a way for us to put out our zine called Rara Rebel, which we did very intensely for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're taking a little break right now just because like... I'm finishing up my senior year of college. Kennedy yeah. is working full time. Yeah. Putting out a zine every month is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, we started doing the zine like in the thick of the pandemic. We were out of lockdown. It was like, what, in early 2021? Yeah. And it was when we first started living together. And yeah, I mean, we were just able to do nothing but the zine mm-hmm. uh, for so long, which Oh, it was, yeah. And it was so cool. Gotta do something. I mean, we got so many cool opportunities. That's how we actually got the Amel and the Sniffers show is that we interviewed Amy from Mm -hmm. Amel and the Sniffers, the front person, um, and then kind of got their contact through that. We also interviewed... uh, Danny Miller from Surfboard. Yeah. Um, So it it was a really awesome opportunity, and I still love the zine. I think we'll pick it up in a different way. We will, yeah. Um, But it's, it's... Kind of got it's on the it's on the back burner right now, but we still do some stuff through Riot Girl Records, um, and yeah. yeah, it's like a way for us to release our music and have like full control of it, which is super nice. Um, and it's kind of like our little project, and yeah. collective. Maybe eventually we we would do like 
an actual record label where we signed other bands, but one, you need money for that, and I don't have money. And two, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't have that time. I already work at a record label right now. I'm good with that. Okay. (laughs) One record label at a time. time. (laughs) My last question. Y'all are way more plugged into the youth than I am, being this old guy over here. I see. I went to the mall recently, and I saw kids dressing. The mall? Yes, you I went, went to the, to the mall. mall. I went to the mall, mall in Alderwood. I went to the Alderwood nice. Mall, and I saw kids dressing like I used to dress, new metal as hell, Love wearing it. big ass Jenko jeans. Mm-hmm. You know, looking oh. like they were in a corn music video. <laughs> so, new metal's back. Is ska ever going to come back? Um, Give me a forecast. Will there ever be a ska revival, or not so much? Maybe it depends on who makes the ska. Okay. Yeah, I would I would agree with your answer. I uh, I'm gonna go with no comment. <laughs> yeah, Not a scoffing. I will right. say I do love the Jenko jeans. Yes, I, I'm here for the fashion of it. You know what? Let's all just let's just bring back being posers. Let's there we just, go. Uh, that's that's my final poser chic. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, let's do rock paper scissors. All right. Ooh. You you guys play rock paper scissors. All right. One and three or yeah. One rock, two. Rock paper scissors. One. Wait. <laughs> Oh, All right, let's try oh, one more time. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, so you win, Kennedy. You are the DJ. So, I am. Uh, I want you to introduce this, okay? I'm going to turn my mic off. I want you to be as cheesy morning show, morning zoo radio as possible. You got to remember on loud and local, introduce the song and your band on loud and local, okay? I'm turning okay. my mic off. On loud and local, okay. This is Loud and Local Radio Stereo by Momom. Amazing. All right. Don't tell my boss. You got the job. All right. Here we go. It's Momom, Loud and Local here on The Rock. <laughs> 